0: Here's to the paper pushers, the rush hour warriors, and the got to get awayers. Trade the daily grind for a place to unwind, where you can rise with the tide and roll down the boardwalk, where you can eat french fries for lunch and ice cream for dinner, where your only commute is your walk to the beach, where every day feels like Saturday. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Steve Robbins here. Welcome to the Get It Done Guys quick and dirty tips to work less and do more. Listener Aaron writes in. Sometimes at school... We need to work in teams. Boy, I hate that. A friend comes up with a goofy idea, someone else proposes something incomprehensible, and I have just the right idea. We debate, but at the end we can't choose, and mixing up our ideas makes it even worse. How can I become the true boss and try to convince them my idea is truly better? Aaron, the quick and dirty tip is to get them to take ownership of the idea as well. Hi, Aaron. You asked, how can I become the true boss? That depends what you mean by boss. We live in very strange times. When people become bosses, they start ordering people around. They say, Write reports, sweep the floor, submit your will to mine, and let me absorb your soul. The strangeness is that when their boss said that to them, their response was, Stuff it! And they weren't talking about packing for camping. They hated being ordered around, and yet they expect it to work when they're the one playing dictator. Being the true boss is not about letting people have your way. It's about getting the group to move forward, hopefully with the best solution. Let's say you've teamed up with a friend for a science fair project and you're choosing a topic. You want to see if giving chickens red contact lenses will stop them from pecking each other. Your partner proposes measuring how much methane the local meatpacking plant gives off. While you see the obvious advantages to the chicken topic, sometimes being a true boss means moving things forward even if you don't get everything you want. And by the way, you're assuming your idea is best. What do you think they're thinking? Are they thinking, gee, Aaron's idea is best, but I'm going to argue because I like being a jerk? Of course not. They're thinking just what you're thinking, that their idea is right and you're the crazy one. The scary thing is, they may be right. A powerful way to get buy-in from people is to involve them in the decision. You're already getting everyone's input, but you still don't agree. So don't just give them a vote. Have them help choose the decision-making process as well. One of the most important parts of the decision-making process is choosing the criteria you'll use to decide. Whenever you're deciding between two things, each of you considers different things about each option. These are called criteria, or singular criterion. With your science fair project, perhaps you're thinking about how nice each option will smell, and you'd rather hang around a chicken coop than a slaughterhouse. And I'm not judging here, that's just your preference. Your teammate might be thinking about how easy each option will be, And that meatpacking plant is within walking distance. I am so sorry. While chickens require a two-hour car ride. Your criterion is smell. Your partner's criterion is transportation ease. Before making the decision, work with your partner to agree on all the criteria you'll use to evaluate ideas and how important each criterion is. Maybe you both decide that transportation is more important than smell. Rate both ideas on both criteria and you will quickly conclude that meatpacking is where it's at. You get to be the one true boss by realizing your idea isn't the one the team should choose. And you'll probably be fine with that choice. Why? Because you'll feel like your concern, smell, has been heard. And that's the key. When people help choose how the decision gets made, they find it easier to accept the decision even if it's not the one they would have made. The fact that your partner doesn't care about smell because his nose was reconstructed after a tragic childhood nasal spray accident never needs to come up. It works with relatives, too. This works for big groups, too. Even families. Ask for people's input to get them involved. Brainstorm decision criteria and agree, as a group, how the final decision will be made. Then, hear everyone out and make the decision the way you all agreed. You can't always guarantee everyone will love the outcome, but... If everyone is committed to the process, it's more likely you'll be able to live with the outcome. The transcript of this episode has a sample of how you might make a multi-person decision. The astute listener, also known as the guy who sits in the back row and likes to make trouble, will realize that getting the group to agree on the criteria could itself be a hard decision. Suffice to say, this technique works on that decision too. Details are left as an exercise to the listener. Aaron, remember. Being a true boss isn't about getting your way, it's about getting the team's way. Give everyone a chance to contribute to the decision or the process, and you'll go a long way towards becoming that true boss. This is Steve Robbins. You can find this episode's transcript at getitdone.quickanddirtytips.com. Work less, do more, and have a great life.